If you've enjoyed listening to Travel and Shit, consider becoming a patron. As a supporter at the $3.99 a month tier, you get access to episodes ad-free and one week early. At $5.99 a month, you're at the family tier. At this tier, you get ad-free and early access, same as in the supported tier, but you also get a free travel and shit tea after six months of support, 50% off digital products and downloads, and 20% off merch. You also get a free digital bundle that includes the mindfulness workbook, solo travel planning course, packing lists, past itineraries, suggested travel gear, and more. The podcast will still be free. You don't have to pay to listen. But if you want to hear the episodes as soon as they're released, and if you want to show me and the show some love, please consider becoming a patron. For more information, go to travelandshitpodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it around the world And came back with stories to tell Different places to call home Now I'm never on my own Dietations to my people hitting foreign nations Food, traveling, shit, moving to live Life in the sky, stories to give The ones who make it there and can make it back Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So, welcome back. Thank you for bearing with me. I was sick as shit last week, had COVID. This was the second go. Um, and I wear a mask, not judging yous that don't, it's y'all business, but I still do. And I say all that to say that if it matters to you, be safe out there. Um, please take care of yourselves and please take care of the people that you care about because regardless of what end of the spectrum it may fall for you in terms of sick experiences, being sick isn't fun. So please take care of yourselves. Um, that out of the way, love. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys enjoyed your Valentine's Day. I had a perfect Valentine's Day. It was incredible. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, amongst other things, why do we love the things that we love, right? Plenty, I'm not the only one that is guilty of it, but we all say we love travel, right? This is why we're here. Travel podcast, if you will. Um, but this is a little of the uh, end shit of things. Why do we love what we love? When we say that we love something, is it a feeling or is it something that can be quantified? Like, can we measure it? Can we describe the particular pieces of the thing that we love or is it more of an experience a sentiment a feel I think for some of us maybe all of us uh it that answer has a couple of different levels and it depends on a couple of different things one I think how you experience life and experience the world is very important to that I personally while, or I guess when receiving 
additional language, right? Um, I guess a really good example of what I mean is like the sentiment that people will say, oh, well, back in my day, kids weren't autistic. Y'all just all of a sudden, all these kids are autistic. Is it possible that back in your day, there were plenty of autistic children? There were. But that there wasn't necessarily language, that there wasn't necessarily the social construct of social media so that someone that you have absolutely no reason to intersect with or to connect with the world is now at your fingertips. You see what I'm saying? Like it is one thing for something to never exist and it's another thing for things to better be able to be communicated. So I would say that in that respect, I probably have always perceived the world in this way, but didn't necessarily know that there was even a difference in the way people perceive the world. I tend to experience things in ideas. I experience them very macro um, and then micro. And I tend to find difficulty with the gray area, right? So there are some things that I have a difficult time putting into words while very explicitly understanding them in myself. Like I get it. I know what I'm trying to say, or I know what I'm trying to describe. It's kind of like when you're pointing at something and for the life of you, you can't think of like what it's called or like when you're looking at somebody and you're staring right in their face and you draw a blank for their name. And that is how I experience so much of life. It's just like, I know, I know that I am speaking to Tara, but I'm, and I'm looking at Tara, but I cannot find her name. I know exactly what it is I need to say to her, but it's just not, the word isn't there. And that is how I make sense of things. So for me, it makes sense that I love a lot of the things that I love because of how they make me feel. I relate a lot of how I interact with the world in how they make me feel, but not in the sense of being able to always express it. It's more of an understanding. It's more of, um, I guess, a personal I don't want to say acknowledgement or acceptance because it's not always either of those. It's more of a possession. I, I, it is something that I possess. I possess the idea, the, I get it. But the language, the expression of it, the being able to encapsulate it into something that someone else can now share in that same understanding, that's where I find difficulty. So for me, the idea of loving something or for me loving something is how it elicits emotion for me, where it sits in my personal hierarchy of things I like. But I also understand as an adult that you have to be able to explain, not have to, but that in many cases it is beneficial to be capable or able to explain certain things. I enjoy 
communicating. I enjoy discourse and um, sharing in that aspect of community, but that becomes very difficult when you're unable to communicate with your community. So it is something that, hi, podcast, podcaster here. It is something that is an active practice uh, that I am trying to get better at because the community aspect of it is something that I absolutely appreciate. It's one thing to sit in a corner and kind of just like talk to yourself, but I would say where's the fun in that, but I enjoy being by myself, not the whole talking to myself, but I do enjoy solo time, like solitude, right? I'm great company. So don't want to um, imply that the soloness of it isn't great, but I value the community that is this little platform here. So It's been something that I've been actively trying to get better at. And I think that I gravitate to other people that tend to experience things similarly. Like, for example, if you are a Twitter person, I do enjoy Twitter because for me, Twitter is more... I feel like you, it, it's not exactly transactional. You can just keep scrolling past something and you don't have to necessarily invest as much time. Um, I don't want to watch your video. I'd rather just read something because I can skim something faster than I can watch a video. There was a really great thread someplace that there is a difference in how um, like Gen Z, Gen X, um, what, wait, Gen Z? Gen X, Gen Y, are we up to Gen Y? Like, damn it, millennials and then the people on the bookends, right? Millennials and our bookends. I'm a millennial. Um, There was a really good thread. A woman was saying that, I want to say they're Gen Z, the younger kids, the, 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 the kids born after 92, I think is when millennials end, but the babies, right? they would love to consume a large portion of their information through videos. While I enjoy videos, I particularly enjoy, I love videos that have captions because I would rather read. I'm usually watching some shit at work. I can't have my AirPods in, but I can absolutely be on my phone. So I'd rather read something. Also, if I'm in the middle of doing something else, it's so much easier to pull my attention away to what may need my attention in the immediate moment and then go back to where I was reading. Personal differences, personal ways of experiencing the world. That being the case, I tend to gravitate to other people who seem to experience the world the same way. So I find that I enjoy people who tend to place a lot of value on the feelings of things. So when I have, say, difficulty or if I fall short in being able to directly and very precisely like describe something to somebody, my tribe, the people that I tend to attract and gravitate to still are able to get what it is I'm trying to express to them because they tend to at least understand that space that I'm in. And 
that is one of the things that I really like find fascinating and appreciate and value about humanity and of all the wild and terrible things that exist and occupy the space around us. There's nothing like community, like the the right community of people who enjoy and appreciate some of the same things that you do, if not necessarily in the exact same ways, they have that capacity to receive it in a way that is that allows for you to be seen and heard. And in my experience of love and in my experience of being able to express that, it has generally been in spaces where it doesn't have to be uh, detailed. It doesn't have to be described. I thrive in those spaces where while I get lost in the details, it's not necessarily minutia details. It's more tangential concepts, details. If And I'm hoping that it makes sense to some of y'all. For those of you that it doesn't, I'm trying to reel you in. Follow me. So Think about how you experience the things that you love and is it big picture or is it little picture? Can you pick apart the particular lines? Can you pick pick apart particular wardrobe pieces? Can you uh, pick apart or, you know, um, mention, I don't know, say sound design or soundtrack? or let's see, casting in the movies that you watch? Or is it, I just like it because it made me laugh. I just like it because, you know, somebody that I'm attracted to is in it. I was watching Thor movies because, is it? I think it's Chris Hemsworth. This is my point. The man is fine. He's nice to fucking look at. So I would watch the Thor movies. Was I particularly interested in fucking Thor? No. No, not at all. But the man is nice to look at. So I started watching the movies. And so there are plenty of things that I can give myself to and, you know, ingest and experience without having to have the details. And I find that my travel when it falls in line with how I best process me personally, D, how I best process love, those are the trips that I tend to um, really find the most sentimental value in, if that makes sense. So the trips where I have had so very little of it planned. The trips where I did a lot of free bowling, the trips where I've had to make the most pivots, the trips where I've had to kind of figure things out on the fly or the trips where I've had to implement things that I learned the hard way on a previous trip. Those are the trips. Those are, cause I'm a sentimental girl. Those are the things that mean the most to me that elicit those feelings for me. That is the context. That's how I contextualize um, that expression of joy. And one of the things, I won't even say, I don't like saying one of the things, but it really makes me think of some of the things that I 
really enjoy most about travel. And they are the big picture things. They're the high concept tickets items, if you will. Like I'm just universally fucking curious. I don't necessarily think there are too many things that I am not interested in as long as there's a really interesting curve to it or there's a really interesting hook. What's the buy-in for me, right? I enjoy knowing. Road trips give you the flexibility of taking the most control of your itinerary. No airline delays or cancellations. You can sit in your own germs and move at your own pace. Whether you're looking for family-friendly or something romantic, history and heritage, or a foodie's delight, I've got you covered. Choose your trip based on the vibe or the distance you feel like driving. This pack includes D.C., Philly, Hartford, Burlington, and Montreal. All destinations are a few hours from New York City, so they're perfect for anyone along the East Coast to tap into. The download also includes a packing list, pre-trip car prep guide, and a playlist of travel and shit road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Head over to travelandshippodcast.com slash travel resources slash road trip to download your copy and take the stress of planning and packing off the table while you focus on the road. A little bit about a lot of stuff. I don't need to know a lot of stuff about a few things. Very limiting to me. So when I think of why I love travel, I immediately go to the way that I feel. I go to the sentiment. And a lot of that is because I am curious and I get to dive into and explore those curiosities. I get to really tap into the newness, right? But within that level of not terrifying myself. I personally, one of my biggest fears is fear of the unknown. I terrified of like open water. However, it's one of those things that I won't say always, but 95% of the time I will push through. So I am, it's the not knowing what's under the water that terrifies me about open water. I can swim. Am I a world-class swimmer? No, I, we're not even saying I wouldn't be an Olympian. I wouldn't even make the swim team, but I won't drown per se. The first, if, if all things considered, if the water is just sitting there, water conditions, undangerous, I'm not going to die. I can keep myself afloat. I can get from point A to point B. I can kind of tread a little like I'm good. I can get in the deep end and not panic. But I have jumped into the middle of the fucking ocean. I have, you know, gone on uh, ferry rides to who knows where. Uh, you, what do you zip line and skydive and all kinds of things passing over water and you're seeing it right there and it's one of those things where if water is involved, it doesn't, it is not an automatic no for me, even though I know it fucking terrifies me. I am more afraid of open water than I am of heights. I think the difference with heights, however, what is keeping me from plummeting to my, to my death, right? Is it up to just me 
or is there something in the way? Now, if I trust the structural soundness of that thing in the way, that fear isn't there for me. Like I can go, it's going to give me the little butterflies, but I can walk to like a glass um, in a skyscraper. I remember at when they opened um, One World Center, One World Tower, was it One World One World Trade, the, um, the building they uh, put up after the um, World Trade buildings uh, were attacked. I don't want to say collapsed because they didn't just collapse on their own. Um, however, went, in, went up there. We went all the way up to the top to the floor where the, um, like the restaurant was. And they have these floor-to-ceiling glass windows. Couldn't tell you how many stories up, but the point is I mentioned that building so that you can look up what floor I was on. I can walk all the way up to that glass put my face on the glass and look down. But the difference is I know I'm not going anywhere. That glass isn't going to break. I am fine. So it's just, if I were up that high and there were say like a balcony or like a ledge, that's when I would fear, like feel the tension in like my hips. Like I can't move. Like I have to stay seated. Like, and if I move, I'm going to fall like that kind of level fear. And again, feelings, but I don't let those fears detract me from say, I don't know what's the, the word is right there. It happened again. The, I don't want to say like curiosities, right? Like when you actively go out and adventure when you explore, right? I want to know. I don't necessarily need to fully understand because there's tons of shit I don't understand that I still will sit through, right? Like I don't understand how the universe was created, but I'll absolutely watch uh what's Neil what is it? Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil I'm thinking Patrick Neil Harris and uh, the black scientist. He's got so many different uh, like documentaries and little mockumentaries and little series about, you know, the universe and how it started and big bang. I don't have to understand per se the science of the neutrons and electrons and the protons and all of that and the big and the gases and but it's still something that I'm curious about. So I will sit through it. I will engage with it. I'll dive in without having to be able to regurgitate the information to someone else. I don't have to have an empirical understanding of it for me to be curious about it and to explore those curiosities. And that is one of the things about travel that is so perplexing to me is that I can readily identify what it is about travel in the aspect of feelings, the emotions, right? I enjoy exploration. I enjoy being able to appease my curiosities. I want to dive into things. I want to ask questions. I want to go see who all over there. I want to see what it looks like. What does it smell like? What does it feel like? There's certain things that you can't read in a book. I don't care how many times you read, you know, a descriptor, it's never going to be the same as at actually feeling it yourself, not necessarily saying one is better than the other, good or bad, right or wrong, but you know, it's different. 
because sometimes the mind's eye can be way more enjoyable or way more colorful than what the actual experience is, right? That's why they say don't meet your um your heroes in your head. Somebody is the sweetest, they're the kindest, they mean so much to you. They were childhood icons and then you meet them in real life and they're really nasty to you. They are dismissive and they make you feel very small and unimportant. And you know, it's, I mean, it's the way the cookie crumbles, but I will absolutely still want to know what I don't know without necessarily having to, you know, grasp it to ace a test. And with travel, those feelings, it's like, you know what it is, but do you always take the opportunity to match that feeling? So I love exploring. I love looking into new things and seeing new places, but I live in New York City. How often do I explore my own backyard? There's so much shit to do. So many people and people all over the world want to come to the area that I work in, to the area that I live in. And I'm just like, yeah, it's there. So is it that you, I don't want to say, is it that you love travel or is it that you love the feelings? Because that's, yes, that is a good question. But it's like, well, how much do you really love what you say you love? And if the, like, because for me, the, the disconnect is if I say that I love travel because I love exploration and I love, you know, the feeling that it brings when I'm able to experience something new, then why don't I get those same needs met doing that home? So is it that you really love travel for those reasons? And that is the point in asking the question. And here I am. And guess what? I don't have a great, clean answer for you. Again, part of it is probably because I experience life in the the sentiment realm. I feel and um, I feel and ruminate and shit. Like I I get it without being necessary. Just because I get it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to help you get it. Right? There's also that. It's kind of like when you give somebody directions. I'm the last person to ask for directions, by the way. But it's like when someone is giving you directions. And it, they just make it more complicated the more they go. And it turns out when you finally get where you were asking to be directed to and you listen to the directions that the person gave you and you see what you needed to do, it was just like, so what the fuck was they talking about? I'm that person. <laughs> I'm going to give you the, what the fuck was she talking about? I'm going to give you the long drawn out because that's the way my brain works. It works in a very long drawn out fashion. I don't necessarily go from point A to point B in my head. But when I'm doing things, cause when I said it, I'm thinking to myself like, Hmm, but not in all things. There are certain things where it frustrates me to no end when people just make more difficult because I, you know, and that's why, because my brain is already difficult enough. It's already doing a million different steps. So why would I like, I've already ran a bunch of scenarios up here. So why would I not implement the most effective ones if that, it does make sense. I'm not even going to ask you if it does. Just agree with me. So why do you love travel? And 
if you reverse engineer it and when you break it down, are you really honoring what you say you love? I'm not. And I've mentioned this before. I absolutely drop the ball when it comes to uh, taking advantage of all of the resources at my disposal in terms of getting those needs met, in terms of getting those um, the needs that travel fulfills. I don't have to spend $600 to fly myself halfway across this country or across because inflation or, you know, however the flight costs to get to another country or even just in terms of, I really want to take a train ride, but that's for the views and you can't get the views, you know, without taking that ride. That just is what it is. Um, But again, if that's what you're there for, then it becomes part of what is necessary for that experience because you were there for the views. The views don't happen without the train ride. So of course, exploring new in, um, not information, but exploring new areas, exploring new places. You can't explore someplace new unless you get there. But how far do you have to go? Because I've been to neighboring states. Y'all know I love a good road trip. We got a nice extended weekend coming up. I've got the road trip itinerary pack available for you. So if you are along the East Coast, I've got five different destinations. You can choose based on the vibe or you can choose based on the distance. I have them all mapped out. And by mapped out, I'm not giving you Dana directions. I'm not giving you D directions, y'all. I am giving you the, it is six hours from New York City. It is three hours from New York City. So even if you're not in New York, you'll at least have an idea of how far it'll be away from you. But I've got all that taken care of. It is on the website, travelandshitpodcast.com. Nice little slow, gradual revamping of the website. So go over and check that out. See if you like it. And it's right there on the home screen. Just scroll down until you find the road trip itinerary pack and take advantage of the long weekend that we have coming up. We've got a uh, president's day. God willing, y'all get it off. And yes, it is last minute. You can listen to this when this drops on Thursday, you can listen to this on Friday morning and you can decide, you know what? I ain't doing shit this weekend. How about a road trip? Last minute. I got you covered. Get you a copy. I'll also put that link in the description box for you. And even if you miss out on this weekend, plan for something another long weekend or even just whatever weekend you have coming up you don't even necessarily need to have a monday off or a friday off you don't need a long weekend for all trips depending on where it is you're going you can do that on a friday to sunday you could leave friday after work and then come back sunday morning i've had incredible weekends by just having one well the two nights overnight the friday night the saturday night and then come home to sunday excuse so Say that to say, are you fulfilling those travel met needs in ways that you don't have to travel for? I could explore my own neighborhood. I can explore the neighborhood next to me and the opportunity is there. It's absolutely there. And I think that if we are really 
honest with ourselves, we owe it to ourselves. If you know you love tea and you get a pack of tea or you try a new tea in all the different countries that you go to, why relegate yourself to only trying new teas when you travel? You love tea, right? Enjoy the tea. The two do not always have to go hand in hand. Although it is something that you enjoy doing on your travels, it doesn't have to be something that you only do on your travels. The same way that many times we'll go someplace new, find something different, experience something new, and then repeat it. I encourage you to consistently do that in more ways than just buying more magnets, buying more mugs, or buying things to bring back home with us. Repeat the same thing with your experiences. Repeat the same things with your habits. I would love to hear how you experience love. Are you more of a feelings kind of person when it comes to love? Or are you able to list out and quantify all the reasons why you love things? Are you a little more analytical? And I want to know why you love travel. So let's say tweet. Shoot me a tweet. Travel, the letter N, S-H underscore T. And let me know. Why do you love travel? Um, Hope you guys are doing well. Please don't forget to take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. And I will see you all next week. Bye, y'all.